Parliament resumes tomorrow at 10 a.m., having debated, voted on, and approved the second reading of 13 bills on Monday. Among them, two bills designed to set up a digital infrastructure for the country's national identification register. Our people have to take significant time out of their lives to stand in lines on their lunch breaks or on the weekend just to carry out necessary errands, to renew documents, get certain services, enroll children in school, paying various government agencies. We have therefore turned our citizens and residents to couriers of information for the government. The bill makes it possible for the government to deliver digital transformation. Tabling the identification register bill and identification card bills in Parliament on Monday, Innovation Minister the Honorable Andre Ebanks told members the revolutionary legislation will enable government to serve its people better with secure systems that promote transparency and accountability. The plain way of saying this is that the bill will fully embrace the principles enshrined in the existing Data Protection Act. Minimal sharing of personal information in a sophisticated and modern way, protecting our civil liberties but enhancing the way in which we do business. The National Register would assign a unique number to each person who signs up. That person can then get a free National ID card with enhanced options, such as digital signatures and address verification, cutting red tape and meeting KYC requirements for banks and other accounts. The bill will enable each unique individual to be recognized as the same person across government systems without the need to repeatedly prove over and over again their own identity. Just a few examples to assist our children through their scholarship applications, proving themselves in order to take university examinations, inter island travel, simply having no form of identification that they can use because some of them aren't old enough to drive, don't vote. Older persons who are no longer able to drive and reach a certain age where they stop traveling and have the need for a passport, they too encounter problems with being able to prove themselves who they are in order to transact business with government. The debate was an interesting one, with the opposition supporting the spirit of the bills, but not the timeline. The public consultation for the bills was carried out in November, just before this most recent meeting of Parliament. Conceptually, we have no difficulty with what is being proposed, but I do not believe that due regard is being paid by the minister or the government to concerns which are being expressed, increasingly expressed by various sectors of the community. I would love to say that with every bill that we would love to have as much consultation as possible. And also I do recognize the challenges, but at some point we need to move forward. As the minister said, some of them you will never be able to change our minds on it. Some may be even far field, far fetched. But there are people out there who genuinely, genuinely said to me, I want to support this. I think it's a good idea, but I now have concerns. I need a better understanding of it. I have 10 eyes, 6 no's, and 2 who were not in the chamber. Therefore, the eyes have it. Both bills were set down for a second reading. New rules and procedures have been released for how local schools should respond to a weak judgment after an inspection by the Office of Education Standards. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. 
Under the policy, when a school gets a weak rating, the principal or center leader will have a max of 20 working days to submit a post-inspection plan. This PIP plan must address the area or areas of performance deemed weak, setting a pathway for improvement to, quote, promptly mitigate the negative impacts on students. When it comes to taking action, government schools will have their PIP reviewed and updated if necessary by the ministry. The officers will support its implementation, providing school improvement and professional development support to school leaders if needed. The Department of Education Services will also work with the school to address the areas of weakness identified, along with monitoring progress of the PIP implementation. The senior school improvement officers will also adjust the performance agreement for the school leader to include the weak areas from the inspection report as a, quote, highly weighted objective. This will form a critical component of the principal's performance assessment process. Leaders will ultimately have responsibility for improving the areas of concern identified in the report. And as a standard, the OES will conduct a follow-through inspection, usually within six months of the full one. When it comes to independent institutions, there will be the OES follow-up inspection. The Education Council will issue a notice of improvement that will remain in effect until the areas of weakness are, quote, satisfactorily addressed. And if, after six months of this appointment, the inspection report is still not satisfactorily standard and there is no significant improvements, then suspension or cancellation of the institution's registration, quote, may be made in any event and at any time where the educational institution providing educational support services is shown to have not met minimum standards required under the law. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The new policy is accompanied by the guidance for educational institutions receiving a weak inspection judgment, which lays out the urgent measures educational institutions need to take to improve the quality of key aspects of their performance or practice associated with their overall judgment of weak. It also outlines some of the support and resources available to tackle the issues. As the National Drug Council stresses the importance of safe holiday partying, recent data shows some startling drinking statistics by local high schoolers. Radio K-Man's Paula Cal has more. A recent survey by the National Drug Council shows that nearly 50% of local students who consume alcohol had been on a recent binge. In this survey, binge drinking is defined as the consumption of five or more alcoholic beverages and a single outing. The stats? Among 471 students who reported drinking in the previous 30 days, just under 49% of them also reported having participated in binge drinking at least once during the two weeks prior to participating in the survey. The prevalence of binge drinking varied by gender, with 51.2% of boys reporting heavy episodic drinking compared to 4.2% of girls. Binge drinking among current users was mostly reported by students in higher grades, with more than half of all students in years 11, 12, and 13 reporting binge drinking. The NDC says binge drinking was measured only among students who reported alcohol use during the last 30 days prior to completing the survey. For Radio K-Man News, I'm Paul Akal. For more information, check out the December Public Health Spotlight on gov.ky. Customs and Border Control says seven migrants arrived in Cayman Brac last night around 8.30 p.m. All seven are men, and they arrived on the south side. No other official details were provided, except that the migrants will be processed in accordance with established CBC protocols. New regulations are put in place to strengthen protections for the native flora and fauna of the islands. Here's Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. 
The new Alien Species Regulations 2022 recently passed by Cabinet creates clearer guidelines and greater understanding when it comes to the difference between domestic and feral species, better control of alien species, and how to reduce threats to native animals and pets. John Bothwell, manager of the Legislation, Implementation and Coordination Unit at the Department of Environment and secretary to the National Conservation Council. Alien species tend to threaten native flora and fauna either through direct predation or through competition for space and habitat. In the Cayman Islands, we have both of these situations. The green iguanas are probably a very good example of something that is both taking up space from native species, but also are then having a direct predative effect on native, particularly native plants. Another example of native species under threat are our seabirds. And one of the issues in that conservation plan is the need to control certain invasive species that are having direct effect on our nesting coastal seabirds. Green iguanas, for example, getting into their nest cavities, potentially even consuming eggs. Rats will get into the nest cavities and go after eggs or nesting chicks. Cats will go after nesting seabirds or their chicks as well. And these are the kind of invasive species threats that the new regulations will enable us to deal with better. The new regulations also create an ability to list prohibited species. Those are species which are known invasive threats in the region or around the world that we would not want to see coming into the country at all. Um, so if you think of the example of the invasive snakes in Florida, many species of snakes, if they came in here, could quickly become invasive and problematic. And so we simply say all alien reptiles, uh, no entry into the Cayman Islands because the threat of them becoming invasive is simply too great. If you have questions about the regulations, they can be submitted to doe at gov.ky. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. You can read the full National Conservation Council press release and FAQ section about the new regulations at conservation.ky forward slash alien dash species. It's one of the best things to see all year long. Be sure to look up tonight to catch the Geminid meteor shower. Now, this is one of the coolest events of the year at the Cayman Islands because the Geminids are particularly characterized by having bright and intensely colored meteors. And they're going to appear to rain down from almost overhead. Astronomical Society President Tyan Miller tells Radio Cayman they're called the Geminids because they appear to radiate away from the Gemini constellation, which around midnight will be really high in the sky, peaking in the early hours of Wednesday morning. Now, the not-so-great news is we've got quite a bright moon at the moment that's rising around 10.30 in the evening. So as the moon gets higher and higher in the sky towards midnight or so, it will affect your chances of seeing the dimmer meteors because it is going to be quite a bright light up there. So there's pluses and minuses, but by all means, go out and have a look Tuesday night, and hopefully you'll see some really bright meteors. For all things celestial, head to the Cayman Islands Astronomical Society's Facebook page. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.